Welcome to Sports Talk Now <laughs> with your host, Ryan, and a panel of two guests today. Say your names. My name's Sam. My name's Trevor. Today we'll be talking about basketball and the best team of all time and predictions for the new basketball season and the draft. So let's start with the best basketball team of all time. Your opinions. All right. So I want to start first. So okay. to me, there's different eras of NBA. There was the 60s, 70s era where it was kind of more the big man was leading the NBA in pretty much all stats, i.e. Wilt Chamberlain, Bill Russell, Bob Cousy, those NBA legends who, fun fact, Bill Russell, I mean not Bill Russell, Wilt Chamberlain averaged 50.4 points per game and had a 25-point-something rebound per game season and led his team to a championship. And that was also the same year scored 100 points. So, as you can tell, big men at the time were very dominant, but as we see, we've now seen in the 2017-2018 season and the 2018-2019 season coming up, that point guards are now dominating the NBA scene, such as Steph Curry and people, prospects such as Trey Young, who could shoot mega far beyond the line, but it's uh, different areas. You don't think right now it's the small forwards leading, like LeBron James, Kevin Durant, or you think... the it. Here's how the NBA is working right now. If you have a really good small forward and you have a really good point guard, you're going to have an amazing mm -hmm. season. And the same can be said for point guard and shooting guard, i.e. Chris Paul and James Harden. So you think it's point guards leading the way, not their supporting players? Because the thing is, shooting uh, small forwards are really good and they can play both defense and offense, but point guards are the way that they can get the opportunities they need to score. Yeah. So you th who do you think the best basketball team of all time is? Well, this is really hard because if we're going to go by stats such as rings, then I would obviously say the Celtics um, during the 60s because they went on an eight-year span of nonstop championships and then a three-peat mm -hmm. led by Bill Russell and six Hall of Famers. But then there's, like, little competition back in those days, so. Yeah, I'd and there was, like, only eight teams, uh, eight yeah. or nine teams, and there was also no salary cap. There was no uh, trade limits. There was no nothing. So you, you just make a super team. Yeah, it was a lot easier to make a super team. Oh, and it's still easy to make a super team now, but. I Warriors. I'd say the Bulls because they played decent competition and they won 72 games mm -hmm. and won a championship. But going off that, wouldn't you say the Warriors are a really good team? I, I think they're a really good team. But say if they played the Bulls back in the 90s, I would not think they would win. I, I actually agree with you on that because during this time, the refs weren't as, like, not bad, but they were a lot less or a lot more lenient. Mm -hmm. So there were crazy fouls that weren't called. Yeah. The Malice in the Palace. Uh, oh. Do you guys know what that is? I love the Malice in the Palace. Yeah. It's, it's when, funny. Which is when Ron Artest literally punched fans and – barely got a few games off of the season for it and yeah. got it like a technical foul. He still, he, he still played after it too, so it's not like his reputation was hurt either. And like there's many there's many examples of the NBA back in the day being a lot more lenient when it comes to the fouls. The Detroit Pistons. Yeah, Detroit Pistons, they were the most aggressive team in the NBA. Went on a three-peat and, you know, was a great overall team because of their aggressiveness and the refs so You could also say they were very good as well. Possibly yeah. put them in consideration because they beat the Bulls I think with Michael Jordan. So are we going to talk about franchises or are we talking about best year of the franchise? Uh, I would say we could go like year up to like five years, not like a single franchise. Oh, yeah, the Boston Celtics are the greatest team of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's a like year like for like five years, then probably Golden State. But, yeah, I think the best year was the Bulls. 
when they won 72? Mm-hmm. I think that was 1980-something or 1988. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember either. So, Sam, your pick? Honestly, I would have to go with the Celtics during the Larry Bird era because they were able to demolish Michael Jordan in the finals. Yeah, but... I mean, not the finals, but like in the yeah, Western yeah. Conference finals. Eastern. I just... They didn't have as much as of success as Michael Jordan and mm-hmm. that team did over a span of a couple well, years. Michael Jordan was also supported by Scottie Pippen, Dennis mm-hmm. Rodman, and Robert Horry. Yeah. Larry Bird um, was But if we're talking about greatest team of all time, mm-hmm. I just don't see a singular Larry Bird team beating a singular Michael Jordan team. I mean, yeah, you can go with that, but like that's that's like comparing the Atlanta Hawks to the 1950s version when they were called the St. Louis Hawks. You know, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. it's a weird comparison. Yeah, yeah I'm going to have to go with the 72 win Bulls too. Mm. And I feel like we would be talking a lot more about the Warriors I- if they had won the championship. Yeah. Because, you know, during won the, during the 2016 NBA Finals, they had a 3-1 lead. Yeah. But they became really lazy. Their shooting percentages went way down. Steph Curry, like, turned the ball over 12 times in one game. It was He was horrid from the three-point line. They showed that they didn't want the ring, and then that's when LeBron showed his excellence as a basketball player and outshined everyone. So you think if the Warriors won that series and they've won so many in a row, they would be considered greatest team of all time? Not greatest team of all time, but they're definitely in the talk. I think the Warriors are an amazing team. I may not like some of the decisions that the players made that are on it. I will respect greatness as it is. They're an amazing team. People say that Draymond Green is overrated, but I say he's underrated because he provides, like, the most presence on the court. Like, he's, mm-hmm. like, the emotional presence. He's, like, the defensive presence. He's, like, everything. I mean, but at the same time, the reason why people say he's overrated is because, his, let's just say, his, his stats, stats aren't as good as they should be. When you're starting power or starting power forward on the best team in the West and arguably the best team in the NBA. E- easily best team in the East. East isn't very good. Well, Warriors in the Western Conference. I know, but when you say possibly in the whole NBA, I'm saying they're better than all the teams in the East. Mm -hmm. So, going off that, he was only averaging like 10 points, 8 rebounds, and a a few assists. But when you're on the best team in the league with people like Kevin Durant, who was averaging 30, and Mm -hmm. Curry was averaging 28, 8 and something, it it doesn't add up to how good you are as a player. But... that's like the equivalent, yeah. like, I play on a travel team, right? Mm-hmm. That's like me then going to rec league ball. It's not, it doesn't equate because travel ball is a lot more competitive. But do you think that Draymond Green, if playing on a team by himself, would do better? And do you think it's the people around him that are making him not as great because they have arguably better options with Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry? I'm pretty sure that would be the main reason. Because when you have Steph Curry, who on any night can score 40 and go, like, 9 for 12 on Mm three-pointers, and Kevin Durant, someone who can make a fadeaway with five people contesting him, that's obviously not going to help. And Klay Thompson, especially, who can go off, who, in my opinion, is almost a better shooter than Curry is. I'd say Draymond Green's max, though, is, like, 18-7-7, though. He wouldn't be, like, Mm -hmm. up there with Kevin Durant and – Steph Curry and people like that. Mm. I, I think if he played on his own, he could possibly average a double-double. Well, he almost did average a double-double. 
but like are you talking about high double double like we're talking about 20 and yeah 12. yeah yeah i should have said i think like 2010 because you know russell westbrook averaged a triple double two seasons straight so you know stuff like that yeah yeah so uh that ends that let's go into our first segment of the day goat where we go around the tra- table and try and agree on the greatest player of all time so let's go around the table first trevor sam then me michael jordan I'm going to say um, it's a mixture of Wilt Chamberlain, Bill Russell. Yeah, I was going to say Wilt Chamberlain. Uh, not, do you mind if I back my point up Yeah, first? yeah. Because that's controversial. Even though it was a different era, mm-hmm. the he, Wilt Chamberlain led the uh, Philadelphia War. They led the Philadelphia Warriors in like a bunch of different ways because they didn't have the best team at the time. And he carried them just to say the least he was a freak of an athlete seven foot two was the best runner in the state in the state that he was in he could bench press ridiculous amounts he was considered he could dunk on 13 and a half foot rims he had a 50 inch vertical he was a freak of an athlete averaged 50 points per game scored 100 could have been more if the three-pointers had been invented yeah it's just his stats may not be as may not be so he may not have been as good in the modern era but those are some pretty good stats if we don't compare that different eras i he's arguably the best player of all time but taking into the consideration the different eras and how everything is put together i just i just see some people oh he played when there weren't wasn't a lot of competition it's it's not like now where you have 13 year olds playing for thousands of dollars i mean he might have been Playing with competition because it was like two one v five two v five out there because he was probably the only good player on his team. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. there's a story that my grandfather told me, or my step grandfather actually. So he grew up when Will Chamberlain and Bill Russell played. So one day when they were playing, he had the TV on and was watching them. Keep in mind, this is when NBA games weren't as popular; they were in black mm-hmm. and white, and. They he doesn't remember who went up for it, but Bill Russell and Will Chamberlain were uh, playing together or playing against each other, and one of them went up for a dunk, and their hands collided on the rim, and it broke the rim and shattered the backboard, and the entire thing broke. That's how strong of human beings those two guys were. Mm-hmm. So, Trevor, do you want to talk about why you think Michael Jordan is the greatest player of all time? He got six championships. He was more, I'd say, he was better against better competition. He got swept in the first round. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, if we're going to say he played really well against uh, better people, then why did he get swept in the first round? Oh, I guess that was like one bad season, I guess, in his books. But, like, mm-hmm. the others were pretty That was a 65-win season. Yeah, but the playoffs. <laughs> that's just saying that's like the Cavs now. Oh, yeah, we won't play good in the regular season finals. We'll step it up a notch. So the Bulls just did the opposite that season. Well, yeah, but at the same time, people are making fun of LeBron for getting swept yeah. in the finals while he got swept in the first round. Yeah, so, yeah. So what do you think, Trevor? Is he still the greatest player of all time in your mind? Yeah, that was one season. He got six championships. Uh, LeBron got three. I don't know what about Wilt, but, yeah. Um. Well, backing up, going off what you said, 
and to make Bill Russell the best, greatest player of all time. Most championships. And most championships, because if we're going to go by that logic, then there are many players who weren't that good in the NBA, but they just have a lot of rings because they went off of good players. Well, Bill Russell played in that era where there was not as much competition. Okay, so it looks like we're not going to agree on the greatest player of all time like we normally well, do. I, I will agree with you on something. He did stuff in a much harder era. Well, not much harder, but he played in an area that was all more physical and was able to outshine players. And I'll give him credit where credit's due. That's impressive. But at the same time, you're just going off of rings. LeBron is averaging – you can say LeBron is getting is almost getting better. Yeah, I'd say LeBron's catching up, but and I think they got, like, the same stats, like, good stats, but I'm saying that Michael Jordan – is better than LeBron just because of rings. Well, okay. Okay. Then what about <laughs> Dennis Rodman, who also has a crazy amount of rings? Yeah, it's not even funny how many rings he has. And, like, there are many coaches that were NBA players, like Steve Kerr, who got a bunch of rings just because they played with Michael Jordan. Or So you're well, if you're going to use the rings argument, then there d- there's a difference between rings earned and rings given. Yeah. But Michael Jordan was leading his, his team to the all the rings. Dennis Rodman and well, Steve Kerr wasn't. he had a wasn't. massive support crew, like a massive support crew. He had Robert yeah. Horry, Dennis Rodman, Scottie Pippen. Oh, is that my microphone? I think that's not right. So I'm just saying if you're going to use the ring argument, then we're going to bring in all players. Um I for, I can't remember his name as of right now, but he was an NBA player that yeah uh, kind of went with kind of went wherever LeBron was, and he won three oh. rings with LeBron. James Jones. James Jones, yeah. Keep in mind, like I'm just saying, he made he has more rings than most NBA players can imagine. But why don't we talk about him as the greatest player of all time? You can't. You got to look behind rings, and you got to look at like what they did as a human. You got to look at their stats. And their stats. I mean, like, if we're just gonna go off rings, then I can just repeat my point. But at the same time, well, I haven't looked very much into stats, but yeah, Jordan averaged like thirty most seasons, and like, I don't remember. Well, don't then, know. why don't we talk about Russell? Um, why don't we talk about like Russell Westbrook that much as the greatest player of all time? Because well, he had no rings. Yeah. All right. M- it looks like we're not going to be able to decide. I have my argument. You have yours. Let's move on to the next one, Skitty. Okay. Uh, so we're gonna make predictions for the next NBA season. So who do you think? Uh, let's start off with. I wouldn't say an easy one, but who do you think will be the worst team next year? Worst record? Phoenix Suns. Mavericks. Uh, actually, I think I'm going to change my answer a little bit. I think wor- the Hawks are going to be in the bottom again because we made the most dumb trade off this decision we could have made. We'll talk about that later. All right. But, yeah, there's the Orlando Magic made terrible trade deals before the deadline. There are many teams who didn't – who – basically lost the draft. I'd say if the Cavs lost LeBron, then they could be in the conversation for mm-hmm. the worst, but they haven't, so. Uh, I think it could possibly be, I don't want to, like, Suns or the Kings. 
Kings I can agree with the Kings because they really only have they only have really young players. Mm-hmm. And but keep in mind that's the breeding ground for most dynasties because they have Rudy Gay. They have a bunch of other. Uh, they have a young core of talent. I know they're a young core. I just I I I can't see them being good when they first get together. They need a couple of years to mature and build as a team. Yeah, and that's why we're seeing teams like the Timberwolves, who are being led by Carl Anthony Towns and Jimmy Butler, become so good all of a sudden. Yeah, I just need to see a few more years of them getting the good players they need, and then I can see them winning. I just don't see them being good this year. Yeah, but they won't be the worst. I'm you don't think they'll be the worst? No. You think the Mavericks are going to be the worst, right? Yeah. Explain. Dennis Smith Jr. and Luka Doncic will need time, as well as De'Aaron Fox and Marvin Bagley, but I think right now De'Aaron Fox and Marvin Bagley will be better. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. What about Dirk Nowitzki? I think think he's always been consistent. He's a consistent player. He doesn't stand out. But he's about to be 40. Well, that's what I'm getting to. He's been declining over the years, but declining consistently. So you haven't seen a massive drop in numbers. Mm-hmm. And I feel this year you're going to finally see him as not the best player on the maps. Yeah, and I know this is a controversial statement, but this kind of happened to Kobe, but it wasn't consistent. It was kind of a large drop-off because his shooting percentages in his final two years went downwards. Um, in his all-star season, you know, in 2015-2016 season. Which it shouldn't have been. Um, yeah, he, he was only, the only reason why he wasn't all-star was because it was his final season. He was an NBA legend. I mean, NBA votes. Mm. NBA fan Think votes. about it, like Zaza Pachulia was an NBA all-star. He, because, he was of, an because of one country, his home country made him an all-star. Yeah, so, like I'm just saying, he, he had a very noticeable drop-off. And even in his final game when he scored 60, he shot 28%. I mean, like. Well, when you chuck up so many shots, you're eventually going to start making them. Yeah. But keep in mind, coaches don't like low shooting percentages. Well, it's his last game. So really, who cares? They're not going to take him out for a low shooting percentage on his last game. Um, A thought, Lakers need to trade Lazo Lonzo Ball. He's caused nothing but problems. But to who? No one wants him. I think... I, I want to say something. I don't know if it's a controversial, but I feel like LeVar has something to do with the Lakers and their inside. I mean, making. who knows? Let's be honest, just who knows. I but think they need um, to give him one more year. But the decisions that yeah. have gone inside the Lakers have been trying to benefit Lonzo in a certain way. I just don't see Magic Johnson making those. And plus, his uh, – like, I could rant about Lonzo Ball all day long. I'm not going to decline that he's a good player. I mean, if you're in the NBA, it doesn't matter if you get zero minutes a game, you're good enough to play in the NBA. Mm-hmm. That's obviously a huge achievement. But his shooting form is so unorthodox, it makes most shooting coaches cringe. And it, like it worked up until this point. 33 point something percent from the three-point line is not good. No, I said it worked up until he made it to the NBA. Oh, That's yeah. why he hasn't changed it. And keep in mind, this happened to Markel Fultz. He had a really good call, but this is reverse, obviously. He had a really good season where he shot really well in college, and the second he got to the NBA, he had to change his jump shot, and then his shooting percentage went, like, terribly down. Mm -hmm. So uh, let's move on to uh, the better side of our predictions. Who do you you think the comeback team of the year will be that was 
not necessarily bad last year, but will make a big jump this year. I say the Grizzlies. Minnesota Timberwolves. I, I agree with the Timberwolves. Why do you think the Grizzlies will do it? The Grizzlies just had an offseason. Mike Conley and Marcus Gasol were, in, were both injured. Them, that's the reason they lost so many games. They'll come back and be a playoff contender. I'm just saying, I'm going to say this. If the Hawks had made so many dumb trade office decisions, we could have a jump, but we didn't. So. Okay. So, me and Sam agree with the Timberwolves. I'd say the Timberwolves, like, second, but I'd say the Grizzlies will make a better jump. The Timberwolves lost so many games because Jimmy Butler was out. They could be, like, three seed this year or something. Exactly. No, they wouldn't be a three seed. The Western I, I know they wouldn't be, but, like, you saying that just proves my point, so. But, like, at the same time, the Timberwolves, they now have Andrew Wiggins, Carl Anthony Who Towns, I think so is and way overpaid. Jimmy Butler. Marcus Hall is overpaid, but the no, same Andrew time. No, Andrew Wiggins. Oh, sorry. I meant, yeah, I mean Andrew Wiggins. I think. I don't think. Well, actually, a little bit overpaid, a little bit over. I mean, most some NBA players have ridiculous contracts. Mike Conley. Yeah, Mike Conley's. Mike Conley is not worth $153 million. So, uh, so you, we've made our decisions for that. Let's. Make a big jump. Who do we think is going to be in the finals? Warriors, Celtics, maybe Rockets, Celtics. But definitely Celtics. Wherever LeBron goes. Wherever LeBron goes. Yeah. I'm so just saying, if he goes I'm to the Brooklyn Nets, probably not. But well, let's say I don't know. They just got Dwight Howard, I'm pretty sure. But Le- Dwight Howard, let's be honest, he's not good anymore. He isn't in his prime. Yeah. So uh, I, I'll say Rockets, Celtics. I just don't see the Warriors – after the um, after the Rockets had a year to see how they're going to play with each other and make additions or mm-hmm. subtractions where they see fit on that team, I can I see them being that warrior beater. Their team is meant to beat the Warriors, just like how um, how uh, you know. Never mind. Uh, I just see them being a warrior beater. I've seen the Rockets beating the Warriors for the past since Chris Paul and went there. They took well them I've seven. I've seen them, but I feel like after a year seeing how they play together and how the Warriors play against them, they needed that year to see what they're going to do, just like what the Heat needed that first year when they had mm-hmm. the big three when they played. And it worked out really well. It did, and that's what I see the what happened with the Rockets and the decline of the Warriors. I wouldn't say like a s- slow and steady decline of the Warriors. Uh, quick question, Skitty. Are we going to talk about where we think LeBron's going to go? At the end. All right. In the East, I think there's no really question. The Celtics are definitely going to win unless there's unless LeBron goes to a different team. I'm yeah, the Celtics are loaded, but at the same time. And you have to think they almost beat the Cavs without Gordon and Hayward. And, K- and Kyrie Irving can play yeah. as well. And keep in mind, I don't think Gordon Hayward isn't going to be as good as he was in the past years. Definitely. Because we saw this happen to Derrick Rose. Mm-hmm. Who well, Derrick Rose happened, like, he just got injured after injured. I know. In the sa- we don't know about the future, but yeah. this could happen to Gordon Hayward. Because keep in mind, youngest MVP ever, Derrick Rose, was on the top of the NBA world. People argued that he was better than LeBron all the time, and then he tore his ACL. More and then than he tore once. his ACL again. Mm-hmm. And then again. 
So you see, so I think we all agree Celtics on the east and Rockets on the west. Uh, yeah, that's 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 iffy. It, it, there's too many variables to say right now. Okay. But I don't want to. I don't want to say Celtics a hundred percent. Can mm-hmm. we just say Celtics, but not a hundred percent? Yes. So let's go on to individual predictions. Rookie of the year. Luka Doncic. Especially if he was on the Hawks. <laughs> um, but we didn't do that. Marvin Bagley, maybe. Uh, maybe Luka, maybe Trey Young, but Trey Young. Young has potential. To be really good. But he's mm-hmm. terribly inconsistent. Yeah. Um I I know he was a later pick, <laughs> but I see Mikhail Bridges being really good this year. Really? Explain. Well, you have to see what he did at Villanova. Mm. And you've seen other Villanova players, their how good they were translate to the NBA because of what mm. they do. And being at the Suns, I feel like he'll be more of a standout player with Devin Booker, mm-hmm. even though they have DeAndre Ayton. I've, I just see him being a small forward, being from a school like Villanova, where he can shine in the NBA. Yeah. One thing that will is bothering me about the thing is I don't want what happened to um, Markel Fultz and uh, Lonzo Ball to happen like this year. They had amazing college seasons, and then, you know, Turn to trash once the NBA season. Well, you have when once Markel Fultz came back for a couple games, you could kind of see what he did in college coming back to him. I feel like he needs the offseason to again work on his jumper, Mm. but I feel like next season we could possibly see the Markel Fultz we saw in college. But keep in mind, we're going off their rookie seasons. Yeah. Wait, who won rookie of the year? I don't remember. They didn't announce it yet. They haven't announced MVP or anything yet, I don't think, right? Yeah, there's a l- there's a new award show. That th- this is their second year. Yeah. They do it during camp. Well, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Okay, so MVP. Or, no, Coach of the Year first, then MVP. Brad Stevens. Dwayne Casey. Dwayne Casey got fired. I mean, oh, yeah, that... <laughs> I'm just saying he was really good on the Raptors, and then he got fired. I forgot about that. Um, <laughs> um, also, I wish we hadn't got rid of Mike Boonholzer because he was an amazing coach for the Hawks. Uh, I have to agree with Trevor. I think it's Trey, uh, Brad Stevens. Because, let's be honest, usually the team with the most wins, that coach gets rookie of the year. And what he did without mm. Gordon Hayward and what he did in the playoffs without Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Can I, I think can, can I just say I think the coach of the year award is a joke. Mhm. It just goes to the coach with the most wins. And like because keep in mind a coach can do whatever he wants, but if the players are good, they're obviously going to win games. It mm-hmm. should be the one th- the reason why Mike Boonholzer won is because the Hawks had gotten a 60 win season. They need to take into con- they need to take in consideration that pra- past seasons. That's what I think they should take into consideration. Yeah. Like since bl- yada 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 went from X to Y seasons with uh, Z teams, uh, how did he help? Uh, so let's go on to MVP. Actually, that's a really difficult one. Uh, Wait, is I it for this past year or this next, next year? year. I, I say I say James Harden. I think James Harden is an MVP caliber player, no doubt in my mind, but. 
Oh, I love his Adidas shoes. I have two pairs. Oh, yeah. They're good oh. basketball shoes. Harden's are really good basketball I shoes. I have volume two and volume ones. Le- LeBron, like, LeBron's are also, I, I play LeBron's whenever I play AAU. Oh, Curry. Curry's aren't good basketball shoes, I'm sorry to say it, but they oh aren't. Oh, my God, the fives, I've seen people do, like, when their feet come out of the fives, the blisters are just so crazy. They're poorly made, and that's why they're cheap. They're like off brand, you know. You know, like those Chinese shops that sell like off brand stuff. I feel like they're more like and ones. <laughs> <laughs> they're like the they're like the hand me down version of Hyperdunk. Oh my, like, well, I can't I can't be mad at Hyperdunks. They're great for what they do. My my coach Coach Wigington, he has a pair of Hyperdunks just lying around. He sold them to a kid in my school named uh, Charles for forty bucks. What year? Uh, I don't remember. They were like they they looked cool. They were like orange red. All right, back to MVP. Back to MVP. Yeah, James Harden. I say Giannis has a another oh, breakout yeah. year and will win MVP. But he's young. That's the problem. We've had young MVPs in the past, but at the same time, mm-hmm. most many young players, because what, Giannis is about to be 24? Mm-hmm. Most young players, unless they are absolutely amazing, which Giannis Antetokounmpo is, Antetokounmpo, um, is, but he is still young. So at the same time, this could be like Derrick Rose when he has some breakout seasons and gets injured, or, or like not just that, but he could have a decline. Like, y- you know, there are many NBA players who have had a stellar years. I can't think of any off the top of my head. Um, who had stellar years and then came back the next year just not as good. But we've never had a freak of nature like Giannis. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's debatable. I mean, that's a good debate question. Yeah, uh, so I want to move on to our next segment, Fact or Fiction, where we talk about things. If Will they be fact or fiction? So Proceed. Proceed. Okay. The Cavs are one of the worst teams in the NBA next year without LeBron. Fact. Mixture of fact and fiction. Faction. It's a faction. I, I say fact. Divergent faction. That's what we said the first time when we said faction. So I say, I say fact. If they have LeBron, they they spent so many, they spent so much trying to appease LeBron. Mm-hmm. I just don't see me. But if Kevin Love doesn't leave, then J.R. Smith and Kevin Love could have stellar years. We don't know. Yeah. That's the reason why I'm going faction. Okay, let's go on to our second one. The Warriors continue to be the dominant team they are. If they don't trade anyone, fact. They won't be as dominant, but it's still fact. Why do you think they won't be as dominant? Because Harden and Paul will probably split season series and be in the Eastern Western Conference Finals going to seven. They will. They're not the clear best team in the league anymore. I, I say fact. Even with that, what I said in the mm-hmm. beginning of our podcast. Um, let's go into our third and final one. The number one pick wins Rookie of the Year. Fiction. Fiction. Could be fact, but fiction. I don't see DeAndre Ayton, like, mm-hmm. being... Uh, LeBron James, or not LeBron James, Michael Jordan was picked third, and yet we still consider him one of the GOATs. Okay. So that ends Factor Fiction. Let's talk about 
the NBA draft, the we're going to talk about the lottery, the first 14 picks, and we're going to play hit or miss on them. Will they be a hit in the NBA, or will they miss? Continue. Number one pick, DeAndre Ayton. Hit. I say that he definitely could be a miss, but I see him being a hit. Uh, I say hit. Number two overall pick, Marvin Bagley. Hit. H- he will definitely be a hit. He played semi-professional ball in the NBL and was a star. Mm-hmm. Number three overall pick, Luka Doncic. Obviously a star. He played so well in the European League. Mm-hmm. He was absolutely incredible, which I am angry that we traded him. Number four overall pick, Jaron Jackson. Mm. Miss. 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 He, he, had miss. He, he was inconsistent a lot in some of his games. Inconsistent at best. He didn't get any. Like, he was really good, but you can't call what he did inconsistent. Mm. That's, yeah. All right, everyone. Quick, uh, quick update. Jordan has now entered, and he will be talking shortly. All right, everyone. So now we have Jordan with us. Um, well, we're going to continue our segment with hit or miss on the first 14 picks of the NBA draft. We left off on Jaron Jackson saying he was a miss. We're, let's go on to number five overall pick, Trey Young. Hopefully Ver- hit, but very I can definitely controversial see some miss. I'm biased because he's on the Hawks, but I see him <laughs> as a miss. Yeah, I see him as a miss too. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. He had some really good seasons in college. But during March Madness, he didn't show up and was extremely consistent. They shouldn't even been in March Madness. Yeah, yeah he went two for eleven on three pointers. Yeah, that's pretty bad. And keep in mind, <laughs> Oklahoma yeah. Sooners were a good team, but they weren't like amazing. Number six, Muhammad Bamba. I like. I've never seen any of his highlights. I'm just gonna be honest. Uh, I actually saw yeah. him w- after each um, mock draft came out. He just kept getting higher and higher on the board. I'm like. What do the team see in him? I've seen Texas play. They're a very good team with Muhammad Bamba. I just never saw him as a number six overall pick. Mm. Keep in mind, there have been questionable picks in the past. Yeah, I Anthony yeah. Bennett. I don't think there's been any. I don't think there's any star potential for him. Yeah. But he'll be, uh, he'll, be, he'll be a good role player. But let's be honest. Being picked sixth overall in the draft is a dream He's that most people have. To be a star. Uh, let's go into our next player, Wendell Carter Jr. He was amazing at Pace Academy, amazing at Duke. He's a great player. I see him as a hit. I see. He's a steal. He's a steal. I think he will be a hit, too. Just seeing the tape, he looks like an NBA-ready player. And mm-hmm. um, I went to Pace Academy as a school in Atlanta that I used to go to. The I used to go to, like, this day camp there. So I, like, actually met Wendell. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Good for you. Number eight all number eight overall <laughs> pick, Colin Sexton. Um, he was really <laughs> good in college. <laughs> I think I think you might want to go over that name one more time. Colin Sexton. There you go. I I honestly don't know enough about him to actually say anything. Alabama wasn't a very good team in college this year, but he was the star player on the team. I feel like he made them good. I feel like he'll fit good on the Cavs. As a new like era of the Cavs, th- he could be the starting piece. Mm-hmm. Let's go on to number nine, Kevin No. No. Okay. Hmm. No. No. Miss. Miss. Trevor. Miss. Uh, I'll say uh, miss too. I just don't see him being good small forward in the NBA. Fair enough. Yeah. That's what most people see in him. Not that good of a small forward. 
Uh, let's go to the next pick, Mikael Bridges, who I think will be the rookie of the year. Your thoughts? I think he was. He had a stellar. Um, he's. I'm pretty sure he's gonna have a stellar rookie season just because of his playing style. Uh, mm. I have a feeling that that's mm-hmm. really gonna lead him in the in the um, chances for, you know, uh, rookie of the year. I say hit. Yeah, I say hit. He has the potential of being Clyde Thompson. Uh, let's go. Let's go to the next pick. I know I'm gonna butcher this name. Shy Gilgius Alexander. Never heard that no, name. I've never. Yeah, he was a point guard at Kentucky. <laughs> hey, if you, uh, hey, whatever your name is, Shy Alexander, whatever. Shy Alexander. <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast, we're sorry. We've She's never heard of you. Not, I actually heard of him. I then, think then how come you mispronounce his name? Well, I, I'm not an expert name announcer. I'm not uh, like I'm not. I don't do the spelling bee every year. What pick are we at? I never said 11. that. Eleven. Eleven. I think it would be a hit. He was a very good point guard. I feel like he fits in with the LA Clippers. And they just needed a point guard, and I f- see him filling that role. Let's get a number 12 overall pick, Miles Bridges. I say a hit. He was amazing in college. Yeah, I've seen I see him translating to the – I see it translating to the NBA, especially with the Charlotte Hornets, seeing what they've done with other small forwards. Yeah. He's um. a steal. Uh, number 13, Jerome Robinson. Never heard of him. Mm. Oh, my God. I, I, I'm i a huge University of Miami fan. Hated playing Boston College because of him. So what do you say? You say hit? He's definitely going to be a hit. He is mm, stellar. Well. Mm. And probably the most controversial pick on here, number 14, Michael Porter Jr., that is a steal. I I just steal. I didn't see enough of him in college. Well, I watched a video I on his I've highlight seen, reel. I've seen his highlights in high school. I just haven't seen enough of him in higher competition. Him it and Marvin Bagley III played in the NBL, and they were stellar, though. If he doesn't get hurt, he'll be a great steal, and he'll eventually be a superstar. Okay. So now that we finished that, let's talk about the trades. The big trades that happened on NBA Draft Day. The Suns received number 10 overall pick, Mikhail Bridges, and the 76ers received the number 16 overall pick, Jire Smith, a 2020 first-round pick of via the Heat. I think the Suns won this trade. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. Mikhail Bridges will be really good. I think by 2021... That that first round pick won't matter as much for the 76ers. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's just they waited. They they picked too far and they're picking too far behind. All right, next trade. Next trade number overall number eleven overall pick. Don't want to butcher his name again. So Shy Alexander. Not saying your middle. I'm not even gonna try and the G word. And the Hornets received the number twelve G-word. overall pick, Miles Bridges, and two future second round picks. It's a fair trade to me. I think the Hornets went. Yeah, that's. I feel like the Hornets mm-hmm. took that trade. Yeah, Mavericks res- receive rights to Luka Doncic, while the Hawks receive rights to Trey Young, 2019 <laughs> first round pick, protected one to five. That was the dumbest trade we could have oh made. I knew, I knew that was happening. That w- that was the, our, we already have Dennis Schroeder, we we already have an amazing point guard. Why did we Why did we think we needed him? He was so inconsistent in college. Luka Doncic was amazing. We're it, we are a joke of a front office for trading him. An absolute they, joke. I think the trade was to get two first-round picks next year because they see, they see the next draft being way better than this draft. Mm-hmm. Then why did we trade for Trey Young? 
I mean, we could have trade traded to another team, but I guess they weren't willing to do that. But keep in mind, most scouts know he's inconsistent. I think yeah. the Hawks see him as a star player. They, they must have seen something in him. <laughs> well, the Hawks lost that trade so easily. Yeah. Let's go to the next, our next and final big trade. <laughs> I'm not done ranting. Uh, <laughs> okay, well, you better be. <laughs> <laughs> next big trade. Nets oh received God. Dwight Howard, while the Hornets received Timothy Mozgov, two future on second round picks and cash considerations. Okay. Hornets yeah. win. Cash considerations, definitely, they won that part. But the overall, they're getting Dwight Howard. Uh, I just think Timothy Mozgov on the Hornets is going to be really good. The Hornets, with what they've gotten, they've, Name I feel. three players on the Hornets, and I'll let you continue. Miles Bridges, Timothy Mozgov, and Kemba Walker. Fair enough. Continue. Got him. Uh, I think they'll actually be really good next year in the East. I think they've built up a solid core, and with the new additions they have, I see them being a good team. So I think the Hornets win. Next trade. That's our final oh, trade. Oh, that's all of it? Well, yeah. it's not all of it. It's all the big ones I wanted to cover. Right. Okay. Should so we have closing thoughts, or is there anything else? Let's talk about one more thing, one very big topic. All that right. is going to be our only hot take for today. Will LeBron leave the Cavs? Yes. Yeah. Most Please likely. explain. I would love to. Uh Actually, I'm kind of undecided because this will be a test of his character. Mm-hmm. Because if he goes to, God forbid, the Warriors or some just a really if good team overall. If he goes to the Warriors, it's going to be too unbalanced of a team. Well, well yeah, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not saying he is, but like he, if he goes to a really good team, that doesn't show good character because then that's like what and Kevin Durant did. He just wants to win. Yeah, he just wants to win. But like, if I, I would have so much respect for him if he went to a smaller team and built them up. I don't. I think Agreed. he'll go to a team, like someone that already has. I wouldn't say a solid core, but a good enough team where if he gets there, they'll make that jump to a fifty-win season, sixty-win season. I mean, he's also LeBron James. He LeBron is up James. there. You know, fun fact: LeBron only has to average eleven points for the rest of his career. Um, if he wants to become, if he if he plays till forty, he only has to average eleven points the rest of his career. If he wants to become the number one scorer in NBA history, I think he will leave, and I don't think he go to a big team like the Lakers. That's what I'm saying. But keep in mind, the Lakers would have to trade Lonzo Ball in order to that. No, they wouldn't. I sc- I can see two big egos fitting on the same team. Um. Keep in mind, it's t- two big egos. Some most, uh, not most of the time, but some of the time they don't work out. I can see. Yeah, them true. playing very well together. Because then that's that's when Lonzo has to become humble and modest and realize that he is no longer the star of the, the team. Star. He's well, going I think to have to play. I think the first year in the NBA, he got shocked. He got shell-shocked really badly. And I feel like it's made him humble. Okay. So, final thoughts? All right. LeBron will leave. LeBron, it's going to be an active character. Okay. Okay. Thank you for mm-hmm. watching Sports Talk now. Now. It's been Sam. Uh, enjoy talking with it's everyone. Been it's been fun. It's been. You said Sam. Whatever. Trevor. Jordan. Thank you to you, your J. Camp Coleman, for allowing this to happen, and super producer Shmuley Pole. Hi, this is Bobby Harris. I'm director of your J. Camp Coleman. Every year, Camp Coleman welcomes in hundreds of young people who spend their summer making friends and connecting with their Jewish identities and also learning to do new things. What you just listened to is a small part of our incredible community. 
you would like to learn more, please visit www.campcoman.org. And be sure to subscribe to this podcast feed to hear more of the stories from our campers. Thank you and have a wonderful summer.